Welcome back to the Commodore Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ellis of VUCommodores.com. Thanks for tuning in to another show this week. Vanderbilt Bowling is one of the Commodore's most successful athletic programs. It's the most recent one to win a national championship here on West End. And head coach John Williamson just signed a contract extension, keeping him on campus here for the next few seasons. Good to have John solidified here within the foundation of this program. And uh, obviously, like as I mentioned, the Commodores won the 2018 NCAA Bowling Championship, their second uh, as a program, and John Williamson actually has more national championships with two than any other coach of any other sport in Vanderbilt history. So right now the Commodores are in the middle of their spring season. Uh, dating back to last fall, they've won three team tournaments, most recently uh, two weekends ago at the Lady Jack Classic down in Dallas. Uh, a very deep Commodore roster this year for Coach Williamson. Uh, you think about the juniors and seniors on this team, Emily Rigney, Jordan Newham, uh, just a lot of talent, a lot of seasoned veterans on this group from the group that went and won the championship last year. We decided to sit down with John to reflect on how this team is playing so far in 2019. Uh, talk about a little bit how this team has sort of dealt with the expectations that come along with winning the national championship uh, and what he expects from this group going forward. So always fun to sit down with John. Uh, one of the coaches that Vanderbilt fans might not know as much about but truly one of the most successful figures here in Vanderbilt athletic history. So without further ado I hope you enjoy my conversation with John Williamson, head bowling coach here at Vanderbilt. John, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, midway through, I guess, the spring season for your team, reigning NCAA champions. Uh, how would you kind of assess how your team is playing thus far? I know you have three tournament titles uh, this season, counting the fall, the most recent being the Lady Jack down in Dallas. Uh, you'd have to think that's pretty good, but as a coach who's been around for a while, how would you kind of assess your team so far? You know, I think that the three tournaments are more than we've won in a regular season in a, in a quite a while. I'm not sure the last season we've done that. Uh, you know, the group is pretty special. Uh, they compete very well. They they have a sort of a, a one of the few teams we've ever had that's basically dominated by upperclassmen. And so, so far, I think we've been pretty good. I think that we've had some pretty special teams and some pretty good regular seasons that haven't panned out well at the end. We've had sort of lackluster regular seasons that have sort of panned out at the end. So, you know, I think that where we're at right now I think is pretty good, and uh, hopefully we're just trying to get two good tournaments back-to-back. It's interesting that you you guys win the national championship last year and then come back with the team, as you just described it, sort of dominated by upperclassmen. You'd think that's probably an advantage in, in a way, but when you look at the kind of the makeup of this team and the way that your older girls have been playing, how would you kind of assess that so far and their importance to what you guys are doing? Yeah, you know, I, I never really had the ability to rely on upperclassmen. We, we don't recruit that many people year in and year out, so we always have underclassmen playing. It just this year is sort of a perfect storm in the sense that you know we have eight girls that are traveling and seven of them are juniors and seniors and so you know I think that for the most part relying on the upperclassmen the experience the things you know it's what every coach sort of cliches talks about you can't replicate it in practice you can't you, you, you know you can recruit talent but you can't recruit experience and so you know we've always had, had talented players and, and things like that but this is the first group where we've had a, a group of older class, older upperclassmen and they've meshed pretty well together. It's kind of funny when you I guess look back at uh, in, in the fall we sat down with you talking about 
the particulars of how you won a national championship and you were comparing the two, the 07, the 2018 titles and you said as a coach you kind of approached the next season after a title differently in 07 you went in and said hey here's our chance to you know repeat and then you look back now and you kind of laughed at it. How did you kind of approach going into 2019 or the 2018-2019 season after winning this championship maybe in comparison to what you did a decade ago and uh, you know how, how do you when you've got a group as you said who's an older group they've been around the block they've been in postseason play how do you kind of keep them hungry going back after you win? You know I think the things that we've done this year are sort of the same things we've done the last few years. Um, you know, I, I try to avoid the mistakes of the 2007 or 2007, 2008 year, uh, and putting undue pressure and things like that on them. You know, the the girls probably think that I'm ultra critical and things like that, but I've been ultra critical on them for the last four or five years, and so we'll win matches, we'll win tournaments, and we and the things that we sort of continually talk about are the things that we didn't do well. Uh, and we talk about, the only time we talk about April, the only time we talk about the national championship in, in that regards is, one, we have to do enough to make it, and two, we talk about things that we're doing currently that will cause us not to be successful. And so, you know, whether they're unforced errors, missed single pins, missed megal spares, that kinds of stuff, you know, the this the energy and, and sort of attention in the settee sort of comes and goes is it almost it's like interest and lack of interest mm -hmm. for you know we, we we do bowl for a, a long period of time per day but you know we can't have rounds and times where we seem to be sort of uninterested in what's going on because you know it's you can't always turn it on when you want to sometimes it just it's going to it, you know you're not going to have a good day and so you know, we, we're trying to make sure that those things that we can control, we're controlling. And that's sort of the only thing that we're sort of talk about, um, you know, from last year's team to this year's team. You know, the, the, you know, the girls that return know what it takes. And they know, this, they know sort of how hard it is. Yeah. And so for us, it's just what can we do to sort of – and. I guess, I guess what can we do to make someone beat us and not beat ourselves? Hmm. It's funny to use the phrase, uh, can always turn it on every day. When you look back at this Lady Jack class that you guys won last week, I know you talked afterwards about we got to learn what's making us start slow sometimes because at least in the the entirety of that weekend, you kind of had to dig yourself out of a hole, it seemed like, early on after that first day. Um, so what were kind of your takeaways, even though you won the tournament, maybe it wasn't as pretty as you wanted it to be? You know, I think that, I mean, I think that, this past week, this past tournament was the same as the, the last few tournaments. You know, we won the Arkansas tournament in January. We lost the first round on Sunday in the bracket. You know, we we lost the first round of the Prairie View on Sunday. So we sort of have these consistency things that sort of happen. And you know, and it's it's after three days of bowling, you sort of have to you know will yourself and you know. I was at one point 18 years old, and I didn't like to really get up. You know, we get up earlier on Sundays and that kinds of stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, we have to figure out a way to start strong all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that sort of escaped us because, you know, we, we sort of talk about things that will prevent us from being successful. And the things we talk about is we don't want to match, like, in April, like the first ones on Sundays have been. Because that's either going to eliminate us or that's going to put us in the loser's bracket and we can control it i mean they, they've shown time and time again that they start slow and the next one's you know they, they sort of wake up and come unglued so why it's happening i haven't really put a finger on it yet you know we're we're, we're trying to do some different things to sort of change the 
chemistry and mojo, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, we're we're still sort of, uh, as Coach Mason likes to say, we're still going to the lab to <laughs> try to figure that out. Well, as we mentioned, I know you, you've won these three team titles uh, this calendar year, but I, I remember you talking about sort of assessing your teams. You're like. You've had different teams that are dominant in the regular season, and other teams that are that maybe come on late in the postseason. In your time here and the experience you've had, are you kind of gleaning at all what maybe what kind of team you have now, and do these tournaments point to that's being a team right now that is doesn't like to lose? Yeah, I think that the the group that we have they they pretty much show tournament in tournament out that they'll end up with one of the best win-loss records in the tournament they'll be in the top of the, of the pinfalls whether we win it or not you know is is, is sort of uh, to be determined but you know from a competitive standpoint and a fire can standpoint you know this group is just, to me is especially like the 2017 that mm -hmm. that we, we bowled 90 84 matches and we lost 14 yeah, you said they didn't like to lose then like <laughs> lose these groups these girls don't like to lose really? and so you know it's it's pretty impressive to see uh, when they get rolling and they get their their sort of uh, swagger in an event because they're as good as anybody there. Mm -hmm. Does it help, I guess, in that Lady Jack uh, tournament? You're going against a pretty tough field there, obviously, against McKendry in the, in the title match. Certainly not an unfamiliar foe for mm -hmm. you guys. I mean, do you like to see that and knowing that, hey, we're going against some tournament-hardened programs and maybe that'll pay off later in the spring? Yeah, I mean, it's essentially the same uh, the same field as at Arkansas. is the same field at Prairie yeah. View. Uh, eight of the top ten teams uh, in the country, and we were first and two and second and the other. And when we were second and we led the field by about 400 pins and mm -hmm. just lost a title match. And so, you know, I think that every time you go and get somebody, you sort of you sort of – give them either the ability to have belief or give them the ability to have doubt. And, you know, the more times you can beat somebody, the more times you can sort of impose your will on someone, then, you know, then when it comes to the sort of the the big dance, then maybe they'll just have a little bit more doubt than you will. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, last week, I guess it was, Vanderbilt announced some extensions for some head coaches. You were one of them. Uh, what does it mean to you to just be able to stay here at Vanderbilt and keep – keep at the program which you helped launch not that long ago but it maybe feels like long ago I don't know <laughs> yeah in 2004 I didn't necessarily know what I would be doing 20 years later but you know hopefully still this and mm -hmm. so you know it's, it's worthwhile in the sense that you can keep having your sort of pulse on what's happening and you can continue to make sort of strides and improvements and you can continue to try things and you get a whole other set of like recruits that come through and you can just continue to build on what you've done and see what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. and so you know I, I mean I you know I was rewarded I guess with a contract extension but like to me it's more just a, it's more of just a statement that what the girls and the team and everything that they're sort of doing is sort of being validated and mm -hmm. and I'm just sort of I guess a lucky beneficiary of that. I remember uh, I guess in the days after you guys won the championship last year you said sometimes you have to be removed a while from that to really reflect on on what it was like and how impactful it was just the experience of winning again now that it's been a while have you been able to kind of look back and separate yourself and say wow that was quite a run yeah you know it's it's funny it was it, it's it, year i'm you know 41 we won it in 2007 i was um, not even 30 yet and uh I have four kids. They're able to be there, and when you're single and you don't have any, you know, any real 
dependence or anything like that. You don't necessarily know how cool it is to have like your family there to experience that because how excited they are and and you know how excited the girls are in in general. But you know the, my kids still talk about it. You know they're I think kind of bummed that they that they probably won't get to go to Cleveland this year if we <laughs> if we get to go um, just because of the proximity to Nashville. Right. But you know I I think that. You know, just looking back, it's just a neat time. You know, I, I think of I think of the, you know, I, I don't like riding in buses. I don't like riding in, car, in vehicles for long periods of time. So uh, I was sort of dreaded the bus ride there, and I really dreaded the bus ride home. <laughs> but you know, you think back to, you know, the bus ride back and how you know everybody was sort of ecstatic, and you know, the four and a half or five hour bus ride seemed like it's a little it different. Took, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it took like 20 minutes. So yeah. you know, I, I think it's I. You know, I'm hoping that something like that can happen to this group, but, you know, we still have to play our best. Yeah, there's still a long time between now and then, obviously, but uh, you'll be back competing at the Monmouth Invitational on March 1st. What are kind of your goals looking into these next few weeks and as you get kind of inch closer into the uh, tournament time? You know, I I think that, you know, our our goal every year is we got to get as many people uh, sort of tournament ready to play as we can and we've got uh, we've have five five girls that have been able to uh, make all tournament teams and so we've been able to sort of spread the wealth and get a lot of people in we're going to get uh, a soft we're going to travel another sophomore this this weekend to Monmouth and get 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 her some I guess some some playing time and things like that and you know just trying to get you know as many people possible because we don't we don't know who's who it's going to be who the five are going to be because if you look back to last year's team the five that were on the tv show would not have been the five right. at the start that i would have told you would have been in playing on the tv show when it happened so you just never really know mm-hmm. john williamson head bowling coach here at vanderbilt uh, hopefully for many years to come thanks for joining us uh, Many thanks to John Williamson for joining the podcast. As mentioned, the Commodores will be back in action at the Monmouth Invitational on March 1st. Uh, we will keep up with the doors over on VUCommodores.com and on Twitter at Vandy Bowling. For John Williamson of Vanderbilt Bowling, I'm Zach Ellis of VUCommodores.com. Until next time, anchor down.